Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome back to Ritual. Now today is a little bit different because this is a continuation uh, from another podcast but not my podcast, somebody else's. Uh, You may have been listening but over on the Suburban Witches podcast, Witch Witch Talks, Witch Talks, talks, we were answering your questions and now Hannah is over on mine. Hello, Hannah. Hello again. (laughs) I know. I feel like it's, it's been so long. (laughs) It's been so long. Um, but basically if you missed out, you need to stop, you need to jump over to hers, have a listen. We have been given all these amazing questions from you guys, and we've kind of broken them up into themes and we're just going to take turns in answering everyone's questions on our podcast, because I think it's nice to do it with somebody else rather than just by yourself. And I feel like I feel a little bit more relaxed doing this one because there's, I, it's not just up to me to like run the podcast. There's two of us kind of just chatting. It's like a big chat rather than an interview. So um, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. How, how are you? I'm good. And if anyone listening doesn't know who I am, <clears throat> Amy has already interviewed me on episode five. I have- Oh, I meant to say that. See, this is why I've got someone with me because my pregnancy brain is so bad that I have, I forget everything. And I just assume everyone knows like what I'm doing. I, mean, I would love to think <laughs> everyone just knows who I am, but you know who Hannah is, right? Hannah, Hannah, tell everyone who you are. If you haven't listened to that episode, I don't know what you're doing, but stop again and go back find out about Hannah and then come back to this one. But but just yes. catch everyone up. Like, who who are you, Hannah? Who am I? That is a very big question. I know. <laughs> it's too early for that. Who are we? Why are we here? Why are you here? The questions. So I am Hannah, the Suburban Witch. I'm a professional tarot reader, natal astrologer, and professional witch, which is such a cool thing to say. I know. That's uh I run suburban witchery so I have my own business there I have a million and one social media accounts on every platform so you do pretty much anywhere uh YouTube all of that and my own podcast as well which is the witch talks podcast so it is slightly slightly different to this one it's more it's more interview based Mm -hmm. uh, I guess with which heavily which talks right and talking mm-hmm. to witches so heavily much. that way uh but yeah go and go and check it out go and check um for and a little different but still in the same vein I guess yeah. which is kind of kind of why we work well I think, I think so I and think I love so. that we're both southern hemisphere witches because I, I feel like it's a rarity in the witch community online I totally agree. I'd say a majority of the people that come on are from the Northern Hemisphere, especially like America. Mm-hmm. You don't get many 
Aussie witches, especially. No, I don't know what it is. Is America just like, I think it just almost takes over online somehow. I feel like it's getting bigger here and I feel like people are are coming out and they're more comfortable to say it. I feel like as much as Australia is like a progressive country, it's really not like it's still very old school in its belief system. Yeah. Yeah. As you would know. I agree with that. And especially since moving here to Queensland, I have never seen so many preachers on the side of the road with the megaphone. Really? Oh my goodness. And this is so funny. We drove past one and I just kind of filmed a little bit for my Instagram because I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, this is kind of hilarious. And he was at the cross, like the a big crosswalk, right? So it's, I think, fair game. And he's telling everyone that we're all going to hell and the apocalypse yeah. is coming. Yes. So fair game. Just mm-hmm. a little film. And my daughter's in the back and she goes, Mom, why'd you film that man? And I said, oh, um, crap, kind of caught out there. I, like, <laughs> I just... Um, find it interesting and it's a good talking point uh, to discuss whether or not we should project our beliefs on other people like that. And she Mm -hmm. said, well, what are his beliefs? And I said, well, he's a Christian and not all Christians act like that, but uh, he is. And that's one of the things that I didn't like when I was in the church because he's trying to uh, convince people or trick people into Mm -hmm. his religion using fear. Yep. And she goes, oh, okay. I think um, I'm not going to use their name here, but I'm going to make up a kid's name. Let's go with Sarah. It's pretty innocuous. I think uh, I think he got Sarah's parents, which is a girl at her school who's Christian. And I was like, oh, okay, I need to backtrack here. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. It's fine. It's Oh, so uh, that was quite funny. Ben and I were just like, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. She's being sincere. But yes, so if you can't tell from that little intro, um, I have a lot of religious background to my story. I grew up evangelical. So I come at it from that as well, which is a good thing because a lot of people find witchcraft that have come from that and it is really hard. It is really hard to work through those indoctrinated belief systems around so much guilt Mm -hmm. shame Mm. guilt fear as Mm -hmm. well you know is a tarot deck going to open a portal to hell no no it's not not. but yeah so that's I think a good good thing with both of us we've got these like different views but sort of similar in different ways it's good we're like same same but different yes yes also I just want to point out it's very important that I do this that I put fake tan on before because Melbourne weather is horrendous and I'm so over not being warm or sunny. Um, But my son played with my tanning mitts and it's soaking wet. So I had to use my hands. So my hands, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I look like I'm turning into a lizard person. (laughs) So I just wanted to point out that I'm not. And that's why my hands look like that if you're watching. So now that I've said that. <laughs> here first, Amy is not a lizard person. I'm not. Um, not but that I'm I mean, aware I'm, of. I'm pretty sure the reptilians are reserved for people in power. So uh, look, I can be pretty powerful when I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen any of the um, like conspiracies, conspiracy videos around Beyonce being a lizard person? No, I've actually seen mine are more the Katy Perry one at the moment that keeps oh. popping up. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one. Well, she glitches in her eye, like is all weird. I love, I love conspiracy theories. They're just 
Not all conspiracies, but gosh, some of them are fun. Some of them bring me so much joy because I go, oh, mermaid God. <laughs> the mermaid ones? Which ones? There's like so the, many. what is it? Um, oh, you know, there's the, it's got a name and I can't, I'm blanking on the name right now. Cleo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Cleo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All about that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could, uh, yeah. We have a whole episode, Patty and I talked about that. Don't get me started. Don't get me right. started. Okay, we're, focusing, <laughs> we're focusing on witchcraft. All right. Um, so my questions that I got, they're kind of like witch 101 mm-hmm. um, questions. They're kind of very to do with your our practice just in general. So um, Hannah's ones that we answered were about spell casting, weren't they? Mm, spell See, casting. I've already forgotten that. <laughs> so bad at the moment. <laughs> so yes, spell, we, we chatted about spell crafting. So which is applicable to both people starting out and people that have been doing it for a while and are still like, I don't really know what I'm doing with this thing. So yeah, yeah we chatted on how to substitute ingredients and exactly. keep your intention clear and that sort of thing. So it can be a good secondary episode to this one or a pre-episode, whatever. Whatever. It's water, it doesn't matter. So let's jump into the first one. Um, we have got, first of all, thank you for giving me your questions, guys. You are all awesome. Uh, the first one I got was basics a witch will need. So things like herbs, crystals, tools, etc., and then more niche items when you're more advanced. Mm. You can go well, first. I feel like witches, witches don't need anything, but you may want things. Exactly. Like there's a bit of a caveat there. Um, I guess if you're starting out and you want some things to have on hand, some basic herbs or the great herbs to begin with in terms of having a little herbal cabinet going would be lavender, mm-hmm. rosemary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I preference things like chamomile, calendula. Uh, they can, I mean, they're not that hard. If you can't find them, have a look in the tea section of your local health food store yeah. because mm-hmm. they'll have them there uh, pre-dried and everything. You can also, you know, dry them yourself, grow them yourself. Calendula grows really easily yeah. in Australia. So feel free to go with that one. Uh, its botanic name is Calendula officinalis. It is also known as All Heal. Fantastic to make into selves and all sorts of stuff if yes. you want to go down the green witch route. So that's some of the herbs, potentially things like lemon balm as well. Really great. Uh, valerian root. Mm-hmm. Smells not good, that one. No. Um, <laughs> what else? Mint, basil, cloves, uh, nutmeg. Those are just a few really great ones and salt salt mm-hmm. is a great yes addition those are probably the best herbs to start with in terms of any tools and things I guess that depends on the type of witch that you are again if you're going down that herb route potentially a mortar and pestle mm. uh, you can also use like a small blender coffee grind that sort of thing if you want to chop them up smaller uh, I reckon a tea infuser is a fantastic addition to any witch's household yes Mm-hmm. Yes. And candles. Oh, you don't have to have candles, as I said, but candles are great not only for ritual. Mm-hmm. So you can have make specific rituals with specific ritualistic candles, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, every time I do this, I light a white candle. <clears throat> or you can just have a candle like uh to set the space as you're like, okay, I want to be in my witchy space and I want to set the mood. It can just be mood altering for you mm-hmm. in that regard. 
The other thing would be <clears throat> offering candles. So, for example, behind me, if anyone's looking, you can see a uh, beautiful candle that Amy made that I've put in front of my deity, and that is there to almost honor them, light their way as an offering. I have ancestor candles that I have. So candles I find really, really useful. And then divination tools, but that's because yeah. I'm very highly divinatory. So things mm-hmm. like pendulums, tarot cards. And if you're wanting to get into crystals, I think some of the best ones to have on hand, very easy, are selenite, which is satin spar gypsum, rose quartz, black tourmaline, really great, and citrine. They're probably like yeah, the basics. Maybe some I other agree. Things. I agree. Um, I think, yes, as a general rule, you don't need anything to be a witch. Again, that's the boring answer. But I think, especially when you're starting, it's nice to like have that backup to give you a little bit more confidence and to know that like, you know, you've got something there to kind of help boost whatever your intention is. Um, And I think I agree with all the herbs. I think you almost look at it at like what's easily accessible for you in your cupboard so yeah things like salt is a good one cinnamon you always have for baking cinnamon's great mint grows in two seconds in the garden or you'll have it in a tea form um what else then chamomile everyone's got chamomile tea so just like the ones that are super easy to get is probably your best starting point so basically everything that you just listed um in terms of crystals i would always go like yeah, think of the main intentions that you have. So ones to protect, ones to heal, ones to make you feel good. And then one is to, you know, boost for like abundance or money or that's the thing everyone's always searching for. So I think if you have those four intentions, you can pick a crystal that will match that really easily. Um, And then tools, Tools are are hard because, again, it's like more specific to an area of what you're wanting to practice. But I would always go some kind of like divination tool. So like an oracle deck or a tarot deck is like usually where people start. And then or like maybe a pendulum, something that's just going to give you an answer when you're looking for something. And then moving on to like more advanced, I guess, it's a hard one because it's really so personal to where your journey is, isn't it? I can, I can say what I ended up upgrading to after, Yeah, I guess, because I start, I actually started instead of with tarot, I started with tea leaf reading. Oh yeah, of course. Tea leaves in a cup, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that that's a very easily accessible divinatory tool and not as easy for everyone (laughs) to fall into, you know, Uh, but I digress. If you want to learn more, I have a course on how to do all of that. But what I ended up upgrading to, and it took a few years because I was like, do I really need that? I don't think I need that. Mm-hmm. Why do people have that? One of those sorts of questions was a little cauldron. Of course, a cauldron. Yes. Mine's around here too somewhere. And I think when I first started, I was like, oh, it's such a trope, which is having cauldrons. Why do you need a cauldron, right? Because it's useful. Well, I didn't realize how useful it was until I got one and mm. then was like, what do I do with it? Mm-hmm. So I use charcoal discs yeah you know you can I think you buy them at the barbecue store you can buy them at witchy stores metaphysical Mm -hmm. stores all of that and I didn't realize it first so the cauldron is cast iron they're quite heavy I've just got a very small one you don't need a big one I just put the little charcoal disc in it and would then burn it and put you know incense and stuff on top 
but the whole cauldron gets extremely hot. So you have to have a purpose, all this stuff. Now, what I've discovered is if you put a little bit of sand in the bottom, Mm. then put your charcoal disc, the cauldron doesn't get hot. Really? Yeah. Hot. (laughs) The only thing is the little handle. If it, if it hangs down and touches it, the handle gets hot. So what I now do is if I go and do a house cleansing for someone, uh, and it's like pretty intense, whatever I need to cleanse out, I'll take my cauldron Mm -hmm. and my little charcoal disc and then specific, I have specific herbs depending on what I'm cleansing out, what I'm feeling into and what I want to bring in. Right. Uh, so I'll, I'll take, I usually go along with like a bunch of different herbs in a little Mm. reed basket and go in, feel out the space before cleansing it and be like, okay, we need some of this, this, and this Mm -hmm. mix up a little little thing and then to finish off I'll I'll burn a resin so like a, a myrrh or a frankincense to just bring some some good stuff back in yeah. afterwards right but what I do is I do that little charcoal disc and then I basically hold it and carry that cauldron so that the handle doesn't touch and waft it throughout the house and it, it yeah. produces a lot of smoke it does. You, don't have to, you don't have to keep lighting it like you would a, a bundle of herbs that sort of yeah. thing does get a little heavy to hold, but you just switch over. And then when I'm finished, I put it down for a little bit. I will either try and keep the handle straight up, which you can do, or I'll put a little bit of like fabric around it, tied mm-hmm. around it so that when it touches the edge, it's not actually touching. Mm-hmm. So that's my little other hot tip. But yes. I found that really a really handy tool to have. That's a good one, actually. I use my cauldron all the time because, yeah, you can burn herbs in it. You can burn like letters or, you know, if you're doing spell work, burn, mm-hmm. burn everything in there. And also, exactly. And then you can also fill it with water if you want to and do any kind of water magic. So it's kind of like your, it, it can do multiple things. So I think if, yeah, if you're starting, finding a tool that can be used in different ways. So herbs is good like that because you can do like tea leaf reading. And then you can drink the tea and you can burn the herbs and you can make things with the herbs. So I think, yeah, finding something that's kind of all purpose is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once you start buying all the other tools, you become really addicted and buy everything and turn yeah. into me. <laughs> Little things like I have a candle snuffer. You don't need a candle no. snuffer. No. Like you absolutely do not need that. Originally, I used to just put candles out by placing a plate on top. Yeah, it does the same thing, mm-hmm. but a candle snuffer looks really pretty on my old clothes. <laughs> it does. It's very old school, very, very witchy. <laughs> yeah. I, I would also say that going back to what you need to start off with, think about what you're going to be doing. You're probably going to start off with some cleansing practices and some yeah. of the basics, which would be cleansing, protecting, warding. So having something to do that. So we talked about herbs. Uh, rosemary is a great one. Just grab a couple of sprigs, let it dry. You can burn a single sprig or you can tie them together, which I find gets a bit messy. Just a single sprig is just fine. And that'll do the cleansing that you need when you're starting totally. off. Mm-hmm. So that, some black tourmaline, you're good on those two aspects. Another way to look at things like crystals and herbs is potentially with colors. So making sure you have the colors associated with different things. So for example, you may want a red crystal, so red jasper. Uh, that will help you with grounding. That will help you with anything related to your root chakra. Then you've got your sacral, so you go up in the chakras. So then you want an orange crystal. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we go, um, you know, orange calcite, for example. Then you might go up to your solar plexus, so a yellow crystal, so something like a citrine, which citrine, fun fact, comes in a couple of different colors. 
the natural citrine, which is hidden naturally by the earth, is a very light, pale yellow, like mm. like we. And then if you get the man-made version, which is artificially heated, so we take amethyst out of the ground, we heat it up really high temperatures and turn it into citrine. Uh, usually this comes in a cluster formation, which we don't often find natural citrine like that. Yep. And it'll be a really dark orange. Like, so like dehydrated we. Yeah, like a brownie <laughs> orange. So sometimes it can look orange, sometimes yellow. They're all citrine. It's just a different process of getting there. Yeah. They do have different vibes to them. So just feel into it. And then, so after you've gone from the yellow, you can use yellow jade as well. Cause yellow is going to be great. Yellow jade. I use for luck spells. Mm. Then I also use it for things like prosperity and then confidence. So you've got a few different things that you can hit it with there. Green. So your, your heart chakra, you can use any of the green crystals that you have for both prosperity work and for heart related and love things right? And your rose quartz fits in there, ruby fuchsite, uh, emerald green adventuring, all of those sorts of things. Then your throat chakra. So that I have a huge blue calcite next to me. That's great for communication. So if you have to make a phone call and you're feeling nervous about it, you wear your, you know, blue calcite necklace, for example. Yeah. And then anything that's related to the third eye is going to help with your intuition. So most new witches want to help open up their intuition and increase their psychic development. So things like lapis lazuli can be really great for that. Mm -hmm. Sodalite, all of those, Uh, blue kyanite. And then we go up to the crown chakra. That's your things like amethyst or any of the white crystals like um, clear quartz, for example, can be really good for that one. And then you've pretty much covered all of the things that you need with just seven crystals. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to look at it, actually. Hmm, I like that. Yeah. You can do the same with herbs as well, you know. Make sure you have some red clover. Make sure you have some calendula, which is orange. Uh, yellow, oh, well, solar plexus I relate sometimes with um, chamomile. Green would be either basil or mint. And then blue for, hmm, what would you use for a blue one? Now I've tricked myself. Um. There's blue cornflower. Yes, great one. Mm. Or the blue blue pea, sweet pea, blue pea, butterfly blue lotus, pea. butterfly pea. Oh the yeah, I love that one. That you put it in the tea and it yeah, turns, blue, turns blue, and then when you add the lemon juice, it goes purple. It looks really cool. Science. That one is <laughs> wonderful. Uh, dark blue. What would I? Well, then if you're going for the chakras and what they mean, third eye, I would be getting something like a mugwort. Oh, it's so gross to drink. And not when you're pregnant or breastfeeding. No, no. Um, And that's the other thing. Make sure you're looking up all of those sorts of stuff. Yeah. And crown chakra, I'd be saying something like something's going to open up your crown chakra. Do we have any purple ones? Or lavender? Yeah, lavender. Wonderful. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Hmm. Perfect. There you go. We should put that on a PDF. We should. All right, next one. Uh, when did you decide to start calling yourself a witch and what was everyone's reaction? Side note, before I answer that beautiful question, <laughs> I'm actually going to make that a PDF. And you I'm should. And give it to you and we can both offer it to our Patreons as a bonus. Trademarks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. Let's do that. Yes. I will. Amy and Hannah's chart of helpfulness. <laughs> You're gonna have to like cut it down and be like, this is what we said. So I can be like, yeah. oh great, perfect. Done. Yeah. I, I will I'll jot them down and send over. Yes, and then I'll exactly. just take the glory. So well. that's another incentive for both of us. If you want to support our Patreon pages, you can yeah. 
you don't have to write it all down. You can just get it as a beautiful PDF download. We will send it straight to you. Mm-hmm. We will do the work and you just enjoy it. You sit yes. back, have a drink and enjoy. <laughs> yes. And Patreon is a wonderful way to support creators of things like podcasts because they are you know, free to you and we don't get paid for them. <laughs> no. And there are lots of work. I think people like <laughs> don't understand how much background work goes into a, a podcast and as well, it's enjoyable and I like it, but you go, sometimes it's nice to just have a little bit of support. Be great. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And then with Patreon, you can make such beautiful friends with. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just wonderful. I love it. I think we have some of the same Patreon people as well. Maybe. I think we do. We'll have to talk about them after in a yeah. nice way. <laughs> Always. Um, but Always. yeah, Patreon's so good because everyone's so supportive and everyone's there to learn mm-hmm. and kind of be around like-minded people. And I've had like zero. I've like, had zero problems. No, no problems. No, no problems. negative comments, no judgment, nothing. It's all support and love. So yeah, I love that. Same. I think it's almost like a really safe space. Yeah. You filtered out because you have to like space. obviously pay to be there. So it's like, why would you pay to be somewhere where you just and then troll it? Mm. Yeah, mm. I love it. Yeah. All right. So when did we first start calling ourselves yes. a witch? <clears throat> and I'm talking myself in third person. <laughs> Hannah, start talking about herself as a witch. So <laughs> this was a hard one for me. This was a yeah. Really I was going to say one. your journey would be a lot different to mine. Yeah, I had people call me a witch before I was ready to call myself a witch. Mm -hmm. So I remember at my corporate job in the building construction industry, which seems so different to me now. I cannot imagine you there. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was like every part of my type A style personality and every Virgo trait was like maximized. Yeah. I was very anal. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of lists and things being checked on time. (laughs) Yes. And because I also have ADHD, I think that was why it ramped up like to overcompensate for all of the right. Anyway, it was not a fun time. So what used to happen was at work, people would, you know, say, oh, you know, my throat's really sore. This is before COVID. So that wasn't a big deal. (laughs) I would say, oh, you should have some licorice tea for that. Mm -hmm. Like what for a sore throat? I'm like, yeah. And then somehow, like, I'd had that knowledge and I didn't know that knowledge. Like, I didn't learn it. And I was like, so you weren't, pra- you weren't like reading up about witchery stuff. Correct. You were. Correct. At this point, it was just like, oh, you should have licorice tea. And I was like, where the hell did that come from? And then I just exactly. stood by my decision to say that. And I was like, yeah. And then I'd Google it and be like, oh, no, it actually is really good for throats. It coats the throat and it's great when you have a sore throat. It's like, yeah. And so I started buying these teas myself. I was like, well, I want them here. And so I'd have them at work in my locker and people would, you know, say the same thing. Like I've got a sore throat and I'd be like, I've got a tea for that. So I'd go and grab a tea for them or make it. Or I'd see, you know, one of, one of my beautiful coworkers getting yelled at on the phone by a client, which unfortunately happened every single day and maybe getting really upset about it. So I'd rush over and I'd quickly grab, you know, um, a chamomile tea for them and make Mm -hmm. it and sweeten it. Cause I'd be like, we, it's just like innately, I knew we needed to sweeten the situation. Right. And put it over there. And then one day one of my coworkers turned around and she said, gosh, you're so witchy, Hannah. And I was like, oh, like I, I like that. But also no. But yeah, also did all your religious like mm. little tingles go, ah. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> and we've talked about this before. Witchy was okay. Witchy was like. It's more casual. Right. Yeah. But then when someone said, you know, oh, like, oh, 
I think they said, are you a witch or you should be a witch? And I was like, <gasps> like just this wall went up. Like, Absolutely not like a witch. Uh-uh. But then obviously those walls were beginning to crumble as I continued deconstructing and being away from the church and that influence. And then when I got into tarot, obviously that is taking a step towards witchiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, started tea leaf reading, step towards witchiness, got a pendulum, all these things. And finally, when I decided to open my business and I looked at all of the things I had, which was astrology, tarot, crystals, um, you know, uh, what's the other one? Pendulum, all this stuff and my meditation practice and my psychic abilities. And I was like, I think this is pretty witchy. <laughs> and I think I, I need to we, accept that. Yeah. And I was, you know, opening a business to, to sell tarot readings, basically, mm. in astrology. Yeah. Like, I think I can almost call on that or claim that somehow it was a bit of a weird moment and I remember my husband saying he's like oh you're like Hannah the teenage witch except you're not a teenager and I was like no I'm just a suburban mum and I was like suburban witchery and I was like oh that sounds good Mm. so I think that helped in terms of that little like realization of what I am doing is it is witchy it is witchcraft like right I'd already done some, you know, freezer spells and other things, but I didn't, I don't think I called them spells out loud. It just in my head at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I think I called it energy work actually, cause that felt yeah. safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing some energy work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then after that, cause I put up there saying I'm Hannah the suburban witch. And so I was claiming it, but the only way this felt okay was the moment I opened my business was when we moved to Perth. So we, we did an interstate move where I knew no one. Mm-hmm. So I was Fresh the main slate. fear previous to that was what if I bump into someone from the church or from my high school, which is Christian, or, you know, what if someone sees and finds out and knows, like that was a big fear. Yeah. So to do it with a clean slate felt wonderful. Then I went viral on TikTok and that all went out the window. And I think that was the <laughs> universe's way of being like. Don't worry know, about that. Yeah. You can't hide behind mm. this safety of distance. Yeah. This is who you are. <clears throat> and I think over time, you know, I had a friend who was so supportive. She's like, oh my gosh, this is my friend Hannah. She's a witch. And that's how she'd introduce me. And I would say, they'd say, you're a witch. I'd say, yeah, I'm a witch. And it just stopped being scary and it started being powerful. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I am a witch. And mm-hmm. what I do is important. And being a witch, and I think it helped as well to look at witchcraft rather than the view from the Bible, which is wrong, by the way. It was incorrectly translated. Wrong which I think we discussed on Mm -hmm. my episode previously, incorrect translation from the original Greek text. However, what I do when I was looking at it from, I guess, more of a social pop culture sort of thing, I was like, a witch doesn't have a man telling her what to believe. A witch doesn't have the church telling her what to believe. A witch doesn't have anyone. She has their own power. Yeah, they make their own decisions based on their own knowledge, their own experience, and that is exactly what I do every day. Mm-hmm. And I take matters into my own hands. I never sit back and just let life happen to me. Do something about it every single time. Yep. Even if it is just as simple as saying, no, I don't accept that. Mm-hmm. That in itself is a spell. Yep. And started realizing that just literally saying no is a spell. Totally. And that that is okay. And yeah, that's if that's what witchcraft is, hell yeah, I'm a witch. Mm-hmm. And I think everything just sort of opened up from there as I redefined my image of a witch mm-hmm. and just yeah reclaim it's like reclaiming the word queer yeah right? in the lgbtqia plus lens it's it was such a slur for such a long time just as witch was mm-hmm. and it's like no we're taking that back you can't use that against us anymore it's a power this is, word this is my power word mm. so that's my 
my answer. Yeah. Question. What about you? I, when did um, you start using it? <clears throat> I, I obviously didn't have that like religious trauma background as well. And the I'm judgment of that. that. <laughs> but what I have found is that I, even though I've got that, like, I'm a double Leo, so I can be very like, yes, I'm no me and I'm awesome and whatever. I do have that ultra sensitive part where I soak in everything that everybody says. But that so, is part of being a Leo. Exactly. This is a side note because Leos <clears throat> long to be adored and yeah. recognized for what they do. So that's why they're willing to put themselves in the spotlight and willing to give whatever tasks they're working on their all. But if they don't get the recognition they feel deserved yeah. or if they don't get that feedback or the glowing adoration. It's the worst play, thing in the world. Yeah, it's, it's, you take it personally. And sometimes the fear of not hearing something positive makes you not even do it. And so often I found growing up um, and then even in my 20s, I was very hyper aware of what people thought of me. I think, I don't know if it's like a girl school thing. Girls can be super judgmental and you just have that, like, it's like a dog eat dog world. They're like, you either have to like tear people down or you get teared down or who knows. There was some like ingrained thing for me where I've always been very hyper aware of what people think about me. And so when I. It's an intuitive thing too, though. Yeah. That you sometimes know what people are thinking and feeling about you more so than other people, which makes you then hyper aware. Yeah. And I've always been, what's that? What's the eclair where you can pick up people's clairsentience? That's the one. I'm like hyper that all the time. Now, a lot of people listening, uh, clairsentience, which is clear feeling where you can feel either other people's emotions or you can feel things psychically. So it's not always emotions. You may just feel a tingling that then translates and tells you something. Yeah. Uh, but some people really confuse this with being an empath. Yeah. Being a true empath is very, very different. I would actually say if anyone's done human design, if you're a reflector, you're probably a true empath. Yeah. If you're not and you think you are, you're probably really highly clairsentient. Mm-hmm. And so I have always had that of like, what if people like, you know, all, all the negative things. So anyway, so when I first discovered um, witchcraft, it's, Again, we've I've talked about this before. It's something that's always been there, but it kind of gave me the label of what I am. Um, and so I started doing lots of classes where I learned about um, all the Sabbaths and then the moon and divination and all of that. And so what I did was it was like a year course where you would do classes and learn. And so I think the more I did that, the more my knowledge obviously grew, but I didn't ever talk about it with anybody. Obviously I talked about it with Patty, um, but it was like very personal to me. So there was no way I was going to say to people, guess what I did on the weekend? I studied how to be a witch. Like I just kept it super personal to me because I also felt like it is a very personal practice. It's a, it's very, very personal because it's what your core beliefs are. Mm. And so, yeah, I would say I a lot of people probably relate to that, keeping it very yeah. secret at first. Yeah. And I think that's smart in a way because you're also testing, you're like, is this for me? Because totally. you don't want to go out and be like, I'm a witch. And then be like, actually, I don't really vibe with this. And be like, oh, no, I'm not a witch. I've said it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to be sure. <laughs> exactly. And I think you need to kind of find your personal path because even as a witch, 
there's like a thousand different ways you can practice it and everyone's going to have their own. So you really need to kind of like pick and choose your adventure and like piece it together. And so I think the more I learned, the more I, the more confidence I, I got within my own like knowledge and abilities. And I started to find out more about myself. So to myself, there was, I don't even know when it was, but I just knew like, I am a witch. I've always been one. Now I just have more knowledge as one. And I think like going back, not even in this life, but other ones, I always was, but I still wouldn't like say, Hey everyone, I'm a witch now just kept it super personal because I think a I'm not really one to overshare my life like I've always just I'm happy to talk about other people and what they're doing but I'm always very kind of private about stuff I don't know why I just I am such an overshare <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm like an emotional voyeur no voyeur that's watching emotional exhibitionist <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I don't know what it is. Like I I think if I really like trust the person um, and they're like in my like Leo loyalty bubble, then I'm like, yep, I'll tell you anything. But if I'm like just getting to know people, I'm very like, I'm like such a cat. I'm like, mm, okay, I'm just going to sit here and stare at you for a little while and figure out if I like you. Um, but then when I made my business, it's like with you, like you kind of have to like say to the world, that's what I am because you a, you're not going to be credible in your business if you don't own it. And B, if that's what you want to do, then you do, you have to own it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of like, I guess the unofficial, like public, I'm a witch, but I never really like, you know, had a sit down conversation with people and said, just want to let you know that I'm a witch and this is what I believe. It was more like if anyone ever asked or it came up, I bet. Yeah, it is. Um, But then the coming out part is interesting. It is. It is. But then I feel like over time, you just don't care. Like you just stop caring what other people (laughs) think. And now I'm like, yeah, I am. Like I wouldn't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and if anyone had an issue, I'd be like, well, to be honest, that's more your problem than mine. Like, I, I don't really care. You can believe whatever you want and I'm going to believe what I want and I'm going to leave it there. I I have two, two points to add. One is also historically something that helped me was viewing witches as the helpers, the healers, the midwives, uh, the herbalists and Mm -hmm. understanding the history around it as well. So total paraphrase. And I cannot remember who actually said it? I'm pretty sure I have it bookmarked in my computer somewhere, but mm-hmm. there was a paper written by some wonderful woman and she looked at the history of where witches came from and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Which we, we all know a general idea, especially if anyone has any wicked background, it's heavily promoted and spoken about in there. But often the women who were midwives or were yeah. helping women to um, choose whether they wanted to continue with a pregnancy using herbs and things like that. They were the ones that were, I guess, not what the church wanted. So really rough history. I'm pretty sure all of land originally was matrilineal because you couldn't trace who the father was, but you could trace who your mother was because they birthed you, right? So it's very easy to say, I come from this line. So it passed from woman down. 
to woman, down to mm-hmm. woman, to keep it in a bloodline. And then as the church was rising to power, specifically the Catholic church, that's when they were like, actually, we want some of this land, right? Yeah. So we need to take it away from the women. And they wanted to increase labor and workloads and all of that sort of thing, right? So they wanted more people, hence the term labor for birth is big because we want more laborers, right? They're in yeah. labor to give us labor, to work the farms and the all of this. And we want more land. So the women that aren't giving us laborers and aren't giving us babies, well, what are they doing? They're holding on to this land and we don't get any We don't get any taxes. We get any of that. So how do we get rid of them? Well, we demonize them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's part of some of that, like, oh, okay, those women that don't have children or are too old, so crone style or uh, unmarried, too old to work, or helping women to stop pregnancies, that was frowned upon. And then Mm -hmm. trials ensued from there. Yeah, Lots of more like obviously religion and witchcraft, just they, unfortunately, they have been intertwined since the beginning of history. All of the, the, you know, pagan festivals were renamed or taken by Christianity to bring more people over. So it's, it's very interesting history. That's one thing, but looking at those women as, you know, they weren't doing anything while they were helping. And exactly, I want to be like that. I want to be the woman that is there for my friend when they're pregnant and they're going through a crisis. I want to be the woman that knows how to help you when you're in labor and, you know, make you feel calmer and hold that sacred space for you. Like I'm not, I'm not a midwife. I'm not a doula, but if I had a best friend that was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to go and be my birth partner. Absolutely. Hell yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's almost something I'll be called to do at some point. And, you know, for, for men going through sacred rites of passage, for people that, you know, any sacred rite of passage that we have, I feel like I'm there for that or helping people move through those sorts of stages of life. Saturn returns as an example, right? I get so many clients around their Saturn returns coming to me saying, I feel so stuck. And I'm like, totally. I'm not surprised. Here's yeah. what your astrology is teaching you and here's what we need to do. So to be that person that people come to in times of need, Oh, yeah, if that's a witch, I'm absolutely here for it. Absolutely. And you know what I find going back to like the history of that is the the people that condemned the witches were usually the ones who would also go to them if they had a problem. And that always frustrated me so much because I'm like, no, 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 you can't use them and abuse them. You know, like you can't, it's not convenience. It's like you either need to go, yes, these people are helping or you think they're evil. You can't like cross promote your views. It's exactly what happened with the witch of Endor. Yeah. Yes. It's historically, that's exactly what happened. So Um, um, yes. Uh, The other thing I wanted to talk about was, when you were saying, oh, coming out. Yes. Right? Now, I've done two coming outs. <laughs> <laughs> but what, I guess they're both kind of different and it depends who I talk to. And I think some people will relate to that as well. Mm. So with my business, right, I have some very, very, very dear friends who are still in my church of origin, right, the church that I was raised in. Yeah. And we, whilst I will be like, oh, how was church on the weekend? Oh my gosh, how's so-and-so doing? And oh, you've got a new pastor. That's wonderful. What are they like? Uh, Like I'm very willing to engage in that. Yeah. As difficult as it it might be, I know that it's a huge part of their lives. Yeah. And so then when it came to time to be like, hey, this is what I'm now 
doing, I had hidden it for a long time. Yeah. And I remember every now and then she would say things like the specific friend, she would say things like, oh, I see you're wearing that necklace. What does that one do? Right. So she Mm. knew I was wearing them for a reason. She knew Mm -hmm. the crystal thing, but we hadn't really discussed much else. And then one day I said, Hey, um, I'll let you know, I'm starting my own business. And she said, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. I said, I will be, and she's like, what are you doing? And I said, I'll be providing tarot readings and astrology readings for people. And it took her a day to respond. And holy hell, I was so freaking nervous. I thought that's it. Our friendship is over. And I think Mm -hmm. she needed that time. And I gave her that time to absorb it and take it in. Cause I think as well, it might, might've come as a shock because I hadn't told her previously about anything else because I'd respected her religion and that she mm-hmm. wouldn't. But then it got to the point where like, she's going to find out, right? I can't yeah. just hide this whole thing from her. It's going to happen. And she came back and she said, that's really brave of you. I'm really proud of you. I was like, oh, that's nice. Amazing. You are a good Christian. Could you not have said that to me six hours ago? <laughs> I know, right? And then since then, she doesn't ask. She doesn't ever ask or anything. And I might bring it up and be like, oh, I've started a podcast or my business is doing really great. And she's like, oh, that's wonderful. But there's no discussion around it. And mm-hmm. I respect that yeah. for her, there's, there's a boundary there. But you've had her kind of confirmation of, yes, I know what you do. I've heard it yeah. and I'm happy for you. Yeah. And there's like that we don't need to talk about it anymore. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the exact same scenario with my dad. My dad yeah. is the same, like, cool, you started a business. But again, will not ask. And I've even said yeah. to him quite bluntly, like, if this was any other business, you would, you would want to know all the facts and figures. You would want to know how it is. You'd want to know my business plans, but because it's something to do with, you know, witchcraft or tarot and astrology, mm-hmm. you don't, you don't care. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I, it would be different if it was a different business mm. and that's on me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, and he's like, but I just, I just can't. I'm like, okay. All right. Well, we've cleared the air. It's out there. So I think when you've got that religious aspect, it adds this difficulty this layer. to to really claiming the word <clears throat> around certain people and being able to use it freely. And I've said to him, I've said, I know who I am. I know that I'm helping people. Yeah. And that's all that matters. And he goes, and I think the same. He goes, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. It's just not my thing. Like, that's- and it's not a personal thing. It's a belief thing. And yeah. it's like, it's like the two labels clashing, not the yeah. two people. And I think you have exactly. to kind of like look at it that way. And so, um, yeah, I've come out to dad as like obviously a witch, but he doesn't know I'm bi. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be even harder for him to take on. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, but I feel like I've done this, like even just com- coming out, I'm using that word a lot, as vegan to people was hard. Like, <sighs> yeah. These changes and these shifts in who we think people are that take us by surprise and that's why it's a difficult conversation to have so I probably got a lot of practice by going vegetarian and then vegan and then which um but coming out as bi took a long time because I'm in a heteronormative marriage so I was like it doesn't matter and then it's gotten to the point where it's like you know what it does matter because it is still part of who I am exactly and it's part of my story that I've then kept hidden for fear of people not understanding or being Mm. like what do you mean or the weird questions that they ask when you tell them so it's one of those things that's sort of I feel like coming out by was actually a little less of an issue than coming out as a witch, which mm. is really interesting. But I think being a witch has allowed me to own that part of myself as well. Totally. I feel like mm. the more you become a not not a witch, the more you go into your witchy path, the more self-empowerment you find, which is like mm. one of the things I absolutely love about mm. that path is it's all about 
empowering yourself and other people. And that's Mm -hmm. what I mean is that like the more you get into it, the more you just don't care what people think because you're like, well, that's great. You live your life. I'll live mine. I would only ever judge you if you murdered someone. So you don't need to judge me either. And if you do, then we're not each other's people Mm -hmm. and that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I find the more you own it, yes, you may lose some friends. Like that might happen, right? It, It has happened to me. Totally. But the new friends that come in to their places, it just even more special. away from them and they're really special mm. and they love you for who you are. Because you go into what it as you yourself. Mm-hmm. You are your authentic self and you want people to love you for that version, not your pretend version. But you attract people like you and I. Yeah, Yay. exactly. <laughs> Going back to the whole vegetarian, vegan thing. Oh my God. we I was a, a vegetarian for like eight years or something. Oh man the conversations you have people get so snarky about it it's like you're challenging yes. their morals and you're like yeah. I'm not saying you don't need to eat yeah. meat I'm just saying that I don't and they're like <laughs> why would you do that that's not natural and you're like yeah. I'm not I'm not doing this with you <laughs> people take it really personally they do really personally. it really arcs people up for some weird reason yeah I wonder like I've never gone off sugar, but if I was like, oh, I'm not eating sugar, would people get personally attacked by that? Is it because they go, I know. I think deep down morally a lot of people don't. I know I should do that too and I don't. So I feel bad. So I'm going to defend myself. Yeah, I think they double down. I think that's what happens. It's that inability to acknowledge that self-awareness that wants to jump out at you, which like my mom has often said, she goes, uh, she went to Europe and she came back. She said, if I lived in Paris, I would be a vegan. And I was like, that's unusual. That's not usually what people say. <laughs> what about say. the cheese? <laughs> and this is my mum who on- only eats meat and bread. That is all she eats. Yeah. Like, she doesn't eat vegetables. And I was like, why do you say that? And she goes, oh, because there's no butchers and there's no supermarkets like we have here. You buy your meat in the marketplace and all of the cheese and everything there. And you see like, the yeah. heads of the animals and everything. I was like, oh, so it's not sanitized and it's not wrapped in plastic and all clean. So you can't, you know, you can see where it comes denial. from. Yeah. And she's mm. like, yeah. And I was like, mom, maybe that is promoting some questions that you need to look at to align your food with your morals. Yeah. And she was like, no, I don't want to think about that. And I was like, ah, yes. Head in the great, great <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, uh, yeah. That's if anyone's a whole other food. other episode. I know. If anyone's and this like no hey, I mean I ate meat for oh. my entire life. Mm. And I mean I loved it. And I actually before I went vegetarian, I went the opposite, which is you know how people are all like um now I think, you know, if you wouldn't eat a dog and if you get upset about like the dog food festival yeah then what's the difference with a cow like they're both animals like is there a speciest thing happening here so that's what I think now and back then that's also what I thought so I thought you shouldn't if you're going to eat cows then you can eat anything and when I traveled I did I I ate tarantulas guinea pig no um, alpaca curry (laughs) like I I was very alpaca curry alpaca curry that was in (laughs) that was in Peru no (laughs) Bolivia. Bolivia was alpaca curry. No, what did a tarantula taste like? The alpaca curry was good. Um, tarantula is very intriguing. So the hardest Ugh. part about that, that was in Cambodia. Fry them up whole. They just like, Stop. okay, okay. I'm going to warning for anyone with ag- ag- agoraphobia. Aragno- arachnophobia. arachnophobia. They put 
their hand in a bag full of live tarantulas, Ah. grab a handful and throw them on a hot plate. That's so mean for the poor spider. Yes, it is. Um, But however, the way I see it, like I, I lived and worked in Cambodia for a long time and when you're there, the food choices are very low. If that's if hunting for spiders is your food, yeah. the only way to make money or to, to find food source, go for it. Yeah, and I'm totally, absolutely for that. Like there is no shame, there is no moral <sighs> thing there. What I find is when you don't, when you you have other access to other oh, food. Yeah, right? it's not necessary. So when I was there, I, I decided to to eat one, and no, the hardest part was the, the actually picking it up rather than putting it in my mouth, it was the holding it that was really hard. And it's hard, right? Like, cause it's got an exoskeleton. Yeah. And so what I did was I broke off a leg and chewed on that first. Cause that felt easy. <laughs> um, it's actually up on YouTube if anyone wants to watch it. Yeah. It's on my, my old personal YouTube channel, which is like, I think it's Hannah 212. It's pretty cringy. I haven't, <laughs> it's like 20 years old. Oh my God. But it was kind of sweet on the outside and crunchy was it fairy yes it was fairy like a peach oh my god no um so yeah interesting textures it's not the worst thing I've eaten the worst thing I've eaten is it's two things actually scorpion which I did in Thailand that was the most disgusting thing in my entire history of my life my my husband actually went out on field a while ago and he's like oh yeah I saw scorpions and considered eating them because they're like in the jungle I was like don't you don't ever do it don't do it (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) it's not worth it and then um it just tastes like ash oh uh, gross uh the other bad one was koi which is guinea pig and that was in no so in Peru they don't there's such high altitudes they can't like there's cattle do not grow there no Uh, but guinea pigs do so uh that's like a it's actually a specialty there and it was very tough rubbery oily not nice not a guinea pig I know so that was like I went the opposite you did then then I flipped (laughs) I was like actually if I'm not okay (laughs) with one maybe I shouldn't be okay with all of them (laughs) totally and I feel like that came with animal rescue which I did also whilst traveling so yeah to view things differently there's so many that I just like I don't eat um cows at all because I it just breaks my heart I know you love cows I love them and then but even chickens I think if I wasn't pregnant I would probably go off chicken as well now and just Mm -hmm. be done with it because yeah what like how can you say one is cute but the other one is less cute so I'll eat it or yeah if anyone watches interview with the vampire which is really great by the way it's so good um we watched the episode last night where that we're having this conversation pretty much really? about eating humans <laughs> well, it's, animals because he's like similar. a vegetarian vampire. If that person's too pretty. I won't kill them. That person's ugly so they can go. Mm. So very interesting. Anyway, we've gone off. <laughs> sorry, everybody. This is what you get with us. This is what will happen. I'm sure it will out. happen again. Um, how, do you find to, how do you find time to be witchy when time poor? Oh, yeah. Great question. Mm. Great question because I'm very time poor. Yeah, totally. Um, so if anyone doesn't know, currently as we're recording this, it's NaNoWriMo, which is National Novel Writing Month. So I'm taking you're this. you kicking ass at, by the way. Yes. I'm taking this month to write a 50,000 word draft manuscript of mm-hmm. a fantasy novel, which is about fallen angels. So hint, hint, it's like religious and witchy at the same time, <laughs> throwing on all my knowledge. Uh, I'm loving it and doing about 2,000 words a day, which 
is a lot uh, and it's a lot of time, but that's not like that 2000 words can take hours to get to because you've, you've got to, I've got to research because I want things to be historically and biblically accurate. There's the thinking and the thought and the rehashing and how does this dialogue work? Sometimes it's four words a minute, like it's slow going, but I'm getting it. So I've got that mm-hmm. plus running a business. Plus I have two young children, mm-hmm. a house um, and a witchy practice, right? Yeah. Life, all of that. So what I'm doing this month is little things like lighting a candle, put it on my altar. Light my ancestor's candle when I make a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. I'll make one for one of my ancestors and place that there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may pull a card. Actually, at the moment, most of my tarot readings are about the novel. So where should this dialogue go? I'll pull a card. Or yeah. uh, what should this character's positive trait play? Like I'll pull a card. Like it's <clears throat> helping me in that aspect. And it's still kind of witchy and divinatory, but not quite. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the extent of it. And that's okay, right? I'm not taking time out to meditate. Right now, I am honoring the the moon cycle still. I'm honoring my own moon and bleed cycle mm-hmm. in those ways. And little things like I wear this red garnet necklace whenever I'm bleeding. So that's like a little witchy like talisman that I do to honor different cycles for myself. So I think those little things where you put on yeah. a piece of jewelry uh, or you just light a candle I'm not really doing any big rituals unless I get really stuck on the novel. I might do like a clarity one yeah. or like a road opener or something, yeah. but it might just be your spray, Amy, the road opener spray. Yeah. Boom, let's let's get through this. I'm not doing anything huge mm-hmm. and that is okay. And I'm still a witch, right? Yeah. Yeah. What Absolutely. I, yeah, I. Because your time same. and energy pull right now. Uh, I, so I'm 31 weeks pregnant when we film this and I am so tired and I have two other little kids and the same thing. There's just business life, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I will say the one thing you need to do is take away judgment of yourself because I have been through years of beating myself up because I feel like a bad witch because I didn't do the ritual. I didn't do enough to celebrate a Sabbath. I didn't do something for the full moon. And I'd always have this like romantic idea of like, but a wit, a real witch would do this and you should do this. And if you don't, then you're a bad witch. And so then the amount of times I've cried about it and Patty's like, seriously, like your business is doing witchy stuff like you do it every single day you need to take that pressure off yourself to be this perfect witch Mm, I think it goes back as well to what a witch is exactly for me a witch is helping people yep right now I'm helping people on discord talking about their novels when they get stuck on dialogue it's the modern helping the modern herbal witch is doing things online going on patreon Mm -hmm. and posting something about a herb that's Mm -hmm. what we are now And so once I took that off, like not only did I relax a lot more about it, but then I started to realize that even like recognizing something is enough. So going today is Beltane and I'm going to look outside and go, wow, it's so beautiful outside and it should be getting warmer, but whatever. And, you know, the flowers are out and maybe I'll make something like bake something later for it. Maybe I won't, but I'm recognizing that today is a special day. Whereas like, oops, whereas, you know, eight, 10 years ago, I wouldn't even have known what it is Mm -hmm. or it's going, wow, it's a full moon tonight. It's so beautiful. 
and just like recognizing that. And then like really simple things like, again, yeah, like doing a cleansing spray if you feel a bit yucky or running a bath and sitting in the water and cleansing that way or, you know, something so simple means so much more because it's something for you, something Mm -hmm. personal, and there's like no pressure about it. And you can include include kids as well. So last night, my daughter, my daughter has some sensory issues around washing in the shower or the bath or just washing herself in general, washing hair, all of that. Like, you know, those parent struggles where it's like, oh yeah, we've been through the hair washing thing. Get in the shower. (laughs) And it's like the lying on the floor, screaming, crying. I don't, I don't want to wash myself. Bloody murder. Yes. And I'm going like last night, I was like, I do not have time for this. And I said, okay, so. I hear that you don't want to wash yourself. Is it how it feels on your body or is it that it's too much effort or you're not sure you're going to do it right? So I'm trying to get to the crux of what the actual issue is. And she said, it's all of it. And I said, okay, would you like me to be there with you? And Mm. do you want to choose which shower? And she was like, okay, I want your shower. And I was like, great, that because my son sleeps in our room, like that greatly reduces the amount of time we can be in there (laughs) because it's like, okay, we can do that. And she still wasn't feeling it. So I thought, okay, what can I do? And I was like, oh do you want to make a witchy potion? And she was still in like the screamy crying stage on the floor. And she immediately just sat up and went, what? I was like, do you want to make a witchy potion? Mm-hmm. Sorry, my phone. I'm very <laughs> popular. It, do you need to check it? Are you okay? No, it's fine. It's my it dad. Is- okay. <laughs> Sorry, dad. So she was like, um, okay. And I was like, come on, quick. We're going to go. Let's go make this. you got to pick a bowl. So we picked a bowl. We went into the bathroom. And I'm like, all right, here's my face wash, which is like CeraVe, right? So you can use it on your body as well. I was like, quick, squirt some of this in there. Great. Now, what about this one, which was our normal like Sukin body wash that smells yeah. really lovely. And I was like, all right, now what about this one, which is her like palm olive one. So it's like pink, we're like we're turning it pink and she's mixing it with the spoon. And then I was like, all right. And then I put some of my um, curl mousse in <laughs> because I've discovered mousse doesn't actually work for me. So I'm like, well, what can I use it for? And I thought this will give it a good texture. Yeah. I'm going to clean her, but it, I think just need to get her in the shower. So put some mousse in there. And she was like, whoa, this is so cool. So we mixed it up and I was like, wow, we've forgotten to do something. We have to, we have to tell it what to do. And she was mm-hmm. like, okay. And I was like, okay, um, magic potion that I've made. And she repeated me. And I was like, here is something that I'll trade. And she repeated me again. And I said, I'll give you dirt. I'll give you grime if you'll clean this body of mine. Oh, that's cute. And she said that. And then she also added, and help me with going to sleep and also make me feel really calm and also make me stop crying. (laughs) It's like, wonderful. So we said that three times while staring at clockwise. Yeah. A little like blow over the top to blow our intentions on it. Mm -hmm. And she hopped straight in the shower and had such a fun time washing herself, got out and went to bed. Perfect. And I was like, that, that's my witchiness for the week. <laughs> right? Done. Absolutely. So it and doesn't it, have to be what you think no. on Instagram or whatever. Like, No. It's no. just like your everyday stuff is mm-hmm. just a little bit more magical in a way, but it's mm-hmm. still just like super simple. I have a friend and I'll just randomly think of her and be like, hmm. Give her a call. So I'll give her a call and she's like, How do you always know when I'm having a horrible day? She's like, It's actually starting to scare me. And I'm like, I just trust it. And so me just calling and letting her talk, that's my witchy thing. Totally. Just tapping into your intuition and mm-hmm. going, I wonder mm-hmm. where I'm going to end up today. Yep. And that's it. So don't, yeah, as you said, 
take the pressure off. And remember as well, you're allowed to take breaks in your spiritual practice. This isn't church. You don't have to go every Sunday. No, you don't. (laughs) You don't even have to go once a month if you don't want to. No. There are some people who call themselves a witch and they don't do anything witchy. They just like the, almost like the reclaiming of the word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's okay as well. No shame. Mm -hmm. So Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. What else have we got here? Your favorite way to cleanse. Mm. Favorite way. I like a, like a, a good smoke bombing. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't want a piddly little smidgen of smoke. I want, the, <coughs> I'm lo- that's why I'm loving the cauldron. So usually once a month on the new moon, that's when I'll do a huge cleanse of the house. Yeah. Um, I can't do it in just my witchy room with the cauldron because it's just too much and it like actually smokes me out. Mm-hmm. But I'll I'll put it in the center of the house in the kitchen, just let it sort of waft through everywhere. And then mm-hmm. I'll carry it into each of the rooms individually. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably my favorite way to cleanse, but it's not my most common. My most common is literally just spritzing Florida water around. Yeah. Either that or um, I get my son when he comes into my room, which I try and keep him out. I get him to ring a little bell. Yeah, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love a good uh, smoke bomb of the house too, especially when like it's those days where the kids are like super ratty and you've been fighting with your partner and you're just like, ugh, everyone's grumpy and you're like, right, right, <laughs> I'm going to control this. Bring out the big guns. <laughs> yeah, burn everything. Yeah. Um, so I do like that. But I think for me personally, nothing beats a bath. Mm-hmm. I love a bath and I will try to do one nearly every day. Um, but like heaps of salt, all the herbs, all the oils, make like whatever vibes I'm needing and needing to get rid of. I'll like make my own little concoction there and chuck it in, light the candles. And not only are you like physically relaxing, but like, you know, that the salt is drawing things out. The herbs are working magic. You've got that water element for clarity and to recharge you. And I think, ah, the bath. It's such a water witch. I love it. I know. I just, oh, it just brings me so much joy. (laughs) See, Um, for me, a bath is like so much effort. Patty's like that too, because I'm always like, you should just have a bath and relax. And he's like, oh, but you have to want to have it. to sit there and like, what am I the bath. to do? I'm like, nothing. Once I'm in, I love them, but no, I do them very infrequently. Even just, yeah, I, I don't know. I think <laughs> it's just so much effort. <laughs> I love it. I already bath my kids and bath me. <laughs> That's a different experience. That's not relaxing. <laughs> That's like, why is the bathroom flooded? I told you to sit down. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm just going to pause today's episode for a moment. I hope you're enjoying it. It sounds super interesting. If you're enjoying this podcast and you're thinking, hey, how could I support this show? Then the best way to do that is to jump over to Patreon and become one of my patrons where you'll get access to additional content, videos, bonus episodes of Ritual with Amy Harvey, that is me, learning tools to help you on your witchy path and special discounts to my online store, rosongcottage.com. Take it away, voiceover guy. That's right, simply head to patreon.com forward slash Cottage to get all the goodies and support your favourite podcast in the entire world, Ritual with Amy Harvey. Now, 
back to the show. Do you celebrate Christmas or just Yule? I do both. Yeah. I do both. Without a doubt. Yeah. I, I tend to celebrate like usually I would do like, um, oh, and I, I guess you're saying or oh, Yule, right? But Yule for us is in winter solstice, which is in June. July. June, yeah, you're right. Um, June 21st. And then Litha is like the 21st, which is a few days before. So I celebrate Christmas mm-hmm. uh, because a that's what my heritage upbringing and society wants <clears throat> of us. And I think it's enjoyable, right? It's fun. Totally. Okay? I wouldn't do it if it wasn't fun. But Letha, I'd probably honestly just have a barbecue outside mm-hmm. or maybe a little bonfire. Well, I want to do bonfires for some of these Sabbaths, right? But my son, who is one and a half, I cannot trust him to not throw mm. himself on the fire. <laughs> he has zero self preservation skills what could go wrong so that the fires that I want at the moment have been candles on the bench and even then minimal uh but yeah one day one day but at the moment I think like Litha is just literally going to be like a oh cool it is the longest day of the year let's have a barbecue maybe let's have some friends around if we you know have friends that are willing to do something just before Christmas Mm -hmm. that's pretty much it what about you uh, 100% yes to both. Um, to me, Christmas is not a religious spiritual day mm-hmm. at all. It's a mm-hmm. purely festive Christmas elf, Christmas movies, lots of color and tinsel yeah. thing. Um, and it's more about like family rather totally. than the time of year and the wheel of the year. <clears throat> exactly. It's about festive cheer where Yule again is earlier for us in the Southern hemisphere. So, for me, that's your more spiritual, do something really special for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, midsummer. I mean, this year, I don't know what I'm going to be like. I might gonna be either be really big and over life or with a tiny little baby. So I think you'll have a baby. By I think I will too. My prediction. What's your date? Give me, give me a date. Um, I, okay. So I'm usually not, babies are not usually my strong point. Mm-hmm. Um, so take this with an absolute grain of salt. When it comes to like guessing genders and all that, I'm always wrong. So always wrong. <laughs> predict loads of other things, but babies, just not my, my forte. But for some reason I heard the word 23, so maybe the 23rd. Interesting. I think they'll be before. So I'm due the 1st of Jan, but I think they'll be before Christmas. So mine's the 17th, mm, which mm. would be great. I'm very it- excited to hear. Me too. Me Although- too. If you're the first of Jan, so I was due with Toby, which was not last Christmas, the one before. I was due on the 21st, of which December. was the solstice, and I was like, um, "Cool, this would be a cool baby to have." Mm-hmm. 21st, uh, but he didn't want any part of 2020, so he came on the 4th of Jan, which was exactly 42 oh. weeks on the dot. My so. babies like to get out early. Well, if they're before the 21st, you'll have a Sagittarius, which I feel yeah. works really well with your Leonis. Cool. If they're after the 21st, there'll be a Capricorn. That'd be fun. So. Lots of stubborn energy going on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like all of that it can be quite stubborn. Okay, last question. This is an interesting one. What is one thing you love about the witch community and one thing you hate? Mm. 
it's different because I feel sometimes the circles that I am in are not the same circles that others are in, in terms of there's like professional witch community and general witch community. Yeah. In the professional witch community, and I didn't notice this when I first stepped into it, and it has taken time, connections, running in the same spaces, understanding a lot of subtweets on Twitter, which is when you tweet about someone, but you don't say who you're talking about. Yeah, totally. And everyone has to figure it out. Watching that space and seeing that thing, and especially with having some links with like witchy publishing, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of drama. There is yeah. a lot of drama. And even on TikTok, people used to always talk about like this witchy drama and I never saw it. And I think that's Mm. because I never engaged with it. No. And the people that did that, I didn't follow, like I didn't care. Yeah. But even just, and I just was like, I don't see it. So it's not something that I experienced. So it's not, I don't, I don't see it as a problem, but the longer I've been in it and I guess the more I've been exposed to things in, I guess, that more professional realm. I see the clickiness that comes with it yeah, and the judgment that can come with it, which is so not on. Mm-hmm. And whilst I dislike that, I also don't own that or take that on as part of the community at large, because for me, it's not the community that I run. It's not like that. Yeah. So I think that's more just a people thing and people will do that in any community mm. rather than a witchiness thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's just something that's present in a lot. Um, so that's one thing I dislike. Something I hate, though, mm-hmm. is unfortunately there are, when you talk about witchcraft, there are so many different paths, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some occult traditions that have a tendency to be appealing to people with neo-Nazi ideals. And we see this come up a lot. and. They fly under the radar for a while. They gain a lot of popularity. You may know who I'm talking about specifically. I'm doing a subtweet on, on it. <laughs> there is a specific person who had people have discovered had these Nazi ideals, which is mm. so incredibly infuriating, mm-hmm. long, disgusting. I can't. I don't have the words Mm-mm. for people like that. And I've actually had to go and message because I don't follow them specifically. And I've seen, you know, some big publishers still following them, even though they lost their book deal. And I've had to message them and be like, if you still want to be affiliated, you need to like step up. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's you following someone is you saying, yes, I agree with them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we didn't realize. And they've instantly stopped or, you know, whatever. So I think you have to have some pretty strong ideals and you have to really be discerning in terms of who you follow. It can be hard. Sometimes you miss all that drama, yeah, which is difficult. Um, but yeah, that's one thing that I really dislike that attraction that some areas of witchcraft can bring in. Yeah. It's really, it's, I've really only seen it in a few of the occult traditions um, and some of the, there's, there's sort of two that have a tendency to bring them. So I'm, I'm wary of people that, that follow those paths. Mm-hmm which I think is a good thing to do. Yeah. Um, things I love, things I love. I love that <coughs> everyone is welcome. Yeah. You know, there is no prerequisite. You don't have to have any specific learning. Obviously there are traditions where you will have to go through initiations, but in general, everyone can be, anyone can be a witch. Not everyone will be a witch, but mm-hmm. everyone can be a witch. Uh, I've found a lot of people really willing to help. That doesn't mean the information is always accurate. But a lot of people just really want to help other people. And I think mm-hmm. that's beautiful. And I love 
the empowerment that I see people going through on this journey together. Mm -hmm. So that's what I love. That's nice. What about you? I think for me, I'll do the negative one first. Um, I definitely am there for the judgment. And you see this in Facebook witchy groups. You see this on business pages. Yeah, it can get very clicky. And Mm -hmm. I just don't care about that stuff. Like I don't have time for it because to me, I'm not in high school and that's not about it. Um, And I think people are very quick to put other people down, whether it's because they're competing, whether it's jealousy, whether it's, you know, they're trying to alpha people and be like, I know more than you do. Whatever you say is wrong. Whatever I say is right. And there's a lot of bitchiness there. And it's unfortunate because it goes against who you should be as a witch, which being a witch is about being open to so many things and, can't like you want people to respect your path so you need to respect other people's as well especially if it's different from yours it doesn't mean they're wrong doesn't mean you're right it just means they're different and I think as a witch you should know better I would um, even just add in there there's a lot of like anti-Christian or Christian hate yeah there is I don't agree with even though I have religious trauma my church was a problematic traumatic church <clears throat> but I don't hate Christian Christians yeah and I don't hate um the religion I think the churches can be problematic and people in the churches can be problematic and there's a difference there that's what it comes down to the person you can have asshole witches too exactly and so I think witches and problematic sex and covens and all sorts of things 100% and that's what I mean I think that you should know better like witches have been burnt at a stake and we're at a time in life where we can walk openly and practice freely and there's no ramification to our lives we're not going to be murdered for it or here in Australia Australia, yes in most in most like western countries we're very fortunate for that and I think you know embrace that and and embrace the fact that other people are also practicing the same thing as you and just leave it at that so that really shits me when people just put other witches down it's like especially it's like such a female female thing as well females are always the first person to bring another female down and you go that's part of the witch wound yeah because it doesn't have to be witches historically you know women were if you give me the name of someone else, you, you will get less punishment. And so mm-hmm. they do that for that to save their own skin. Totally. Bringing another woman in, which has given us this deep mistrust of other women as well. It's something I we know. all need to heal and work on healing. A hundred percent. But you even get that. I find like as a mum, mum, you get like, that in every Dude. circle. Oh, it's so yeah. frustrating. Every element of people <clears throat> grouping together. Yeah. You will get that. So I'm, that's probably the thing that really annoys me the most is Mm -hmm. just the fact that everyone needs to just like chill out a little bit and just be nicer to each other. Um, The thing I love the most though, is kind of like the exact opposite of that is that when you do find your people and the people who are there for the right reasons, um, like it's such a rewarding experience Mm. because it allows you to live and be your true self 
with no judgment and it is very empowering and it's very freeing and I think when you do find those people Mm. um like what a beautiful gift and so I'm very fortunate that I have like found over time and I'm always finding more which is great um to be able to just like be freely yourself and talk about the moon or talk about a herb and what it does or you know like have those conversations and like really just like free flow with it and know that that person is totally on the same page and they're going to like challenge you or teach you or whatever Mm -hmm. I love that and I love when you find especially like other businesses that don't compete with you they are like so happy for you even though you do the same thing and they're like that's great like we can all do the same thing together Mm -hmm. all those things I think yeah that's what I love yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I love when you make those friends mm-hmm. where you can wake up and be like, yo, I had this dream yeah. and I'm going to tell you about it. And they're going to be like, and they're going to actually listen and understand and hear what you're saying yeah. rather than, okay, you had a weird dream. So what? Right. You see the the, the three it. dots going. Yeah. They're yeah. responding. <laughs> they, they get it. Um, or, you know, the weird things that happen. Like I had this, um, you know, encounter with a deity and this and this and this and they're not going to be like okay crazy person they're going to be like wow I've had a similar experience or they're going to just be open to it or celebrating it or it's so fun that support is just wonderful Mm -hmm. I think one other thing that I dislike is whenever you join some of the the witchy Facebook groups particularly the really really big one and I did a series on this and I got a couple of people like said I was being mean and I didn't mean it this way because I was it's pretty obvious when people are like what crystal can I use to heal my broken arm that you go to a doctor yeah that <laughs> disconnect between common sense yeah your witchy practice and common sense that disconnect that annoys me and that oh, is me not, too actually I I don't think I'm being mean by by looking at that and going like rolling my eyes. I don't think that's a mean thing. I think that's a, don't do this. This is telling yeah. people like, no, that's not a thing, right? Don't. And you see, see I was a- at the beach and I saw a seagull. What does that mean? Yeah. It means you're at the beach. It's a seagull. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, there are, I think there are some times where people can get lost in the fantasy yeah. of being a witch or being spiritual or psychic and they lose sight of what is safe and what is common sense. So even things like, you know, I'm using this herb, which may be really dangerous Yeah, and they're putting it in a tea because they're not looking it up or Googling it. Or someone asks like, Hey, how can I do this? And the advice given is dangerous. So I think most people aren't like that. Majority of people aren't like that, but we do need to be very we need to use our heads a little bit mm. and make sure we are checking things before we just take Facebook for law. Yeah. Or like this person's annoying me. How can I curse them? Yeah. Just disconnect That's and not get on the... with your life. Exactly. Exactly. And if you do something like that for something petty, then it's going to just bounce back like pretty bad. Like I know. I think there's yeah this understanding of a witch that they see on TV and and I think some sometimes the hard part is sometimes those people are young. Yeah. They've just got access. Oh, God, if I had access to this sort of stuff when I was a teenager, <laughs> I probably would have been exactly the oh, same. Oh, for sure. So 
I think sometimes we need compassion in regards to dealing with those. And I do try every now and then I'll be like, Hey, I don't, that's not a safe herb to use. Make yeah. sure you're not, you know, you're double checking what people are telling you to do. Um, but then you get called a gatekeeper, which is the opposite hard side of it. So yeah, I think that's a frustrating thing as a professional in the community to see danger and stuff like that happening and feeling it like it's out of my control to even help people like that. Yeah. A hundred percent. I, I totally hear you on that one. Yeah. But again, I mean, you find that in many circles, mom oh, group. For sure. You know, there's always someone. Inhale an essential oil, like drop it into your nose. <laughs> I'm like, going to drink no. it. Yeah. Oh, don't, don't drink, drink essential it. oils, people. Do not drink essential oils. It's I do called not care. poison. I do it not care what you. That, that MLN company tells you it is so highly concentrated. Do not do it. Do not do it. Don't do that. If you want lemon water, squeeze a bloody lemon. I know. Go to the source, you know, just do that. (laughs) So there is some dangerous stuff in all communities, but we just need to use our heads. Agreed. Knowledge is power. Know thyself. Yeah. All those things. Text the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that's it. Well done. That was fun. Yes. We totally I, went on about 47 like rants, but that's cool. I think that's okay. I think that's expected. If you're still here, thank you. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being here. And yeah, we should do another one. I agree. Again soon. Um, but oh, always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on yours as well. Well, I can't wait to do more witchy podcast swaps. Yeah, fun. I can't wait to see how your book goes as well. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. The hard part is I'm also writing another book, as you know. And now, of course, when I'm supposed to focus on this one, one, my brain's like, I now I have another idea for the other one. I'm like, no, no, focus on one thing, which is very hard for me to do. I know, bless. But you know why you're doing a good job? (laughs) I think you're here. Yeah. You're You're still like living your life. Yep. I'll yeah. ask you in a week. I might be having a mental breakdown. <laughs> um, we will see. We yes. will see. Uh, but just in case no one's told you today, Amy, you are doing a wonderful job. I oh. love what you're doing with Thank everything you. in terms of your business, your spiritual practice and your podcast. And I'm inspired. Love oh, it. thank you. You're, you're a good girl. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, and now if you want to go and see more of Hannah, where can people find you? suburbanwitchery.com keep it simple you will find my blog which has a lot of really really fun stuff there's a quiz you can do to find out how psychic you are cool Uh, there is i've got when's this coming out on the what day will you say the Mm. 17th of november well it'll probably be a little late there might be still a spot but i've got a class in two days time for anyone that's in the brisbane area on how to learn tarot yes Um, yes that'll be so fun ever if you're not in that area and you still want to learn tarot from me there's a range of different ways that you can do that i've got my course on psychic divination it's linked on my my website obviously uh there's one-on-ones you can get an astrology reading and also find me online and you know youtube all of that so cool i'm everywhere come and say hi i do not mind i promise i am really friendly and i respond to all dms as well so if you have a question just hit me up you're good Alrighty, thank you so much and thank you all for listening and we will see you on the next one. See ya. Bye.